Good evening and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. How terribly exciting the road to the 5th of May begins here with the first of our virtual hustings and what could be better than some say the finest ward in the whole of Portsmouth. It's not like we're biased at all, is it? Because um, we just, just in case listeners weren't aware, both Ian and I, we both live in the ward. Um, so, um, so this is coming to you live from the heart of Cosham. Um, so, joining us this evening, we've got uh, four candidates for the local elections uh, for May for Cosham Ward, and this is ahead even of the closer nominations, um, which don't close until five pm on uh, Tuesday. So, um, so four pm on Tuesday. So, we have uh, we have with us we have um, Hannah Hockaday. Uh, we have um, Ashkar Shah, we have uh, Mike Jerome, and we have um, Helena Cole. Um, so thank you very much for joining us. Um, so what I'm going to do quickly is I'm going to run down the um, the rules so that we can familiarise the audience with them. Uh, please do follow along in the um, in the quotes, and um, if you've got any comments to make, um, please do make those in the live stream. It'll be lovely to hear what you've got to say um, about the show. But please also do remember, if you're not yet registered to vote in this May's elections, you can still register to vote up until 11:59 um, p.m. on the on the 14th of April. So uh, please do uh, make sure that you don't lose your voice, because um, if you don't say it, no one else will. Okay, so um, quick rundown of our rules. So our rules are quite simple. Each um, candidate will have a two-minute opening speech, uh, and they'll run in an order of a highly scientific coin toss, which we c which we conducted shortly before going live. Um, and they'll also follow the same order for the one-minute closing speeches that they'll have at the end of the show. Uh, we'll pose all of our questions to all of the candidates. And each candidate has up to two minutes to give a, um, for each answer uh, to each question. And then once every candidate has answered that question, we will also offer the option for a 60-second rebuttal um, if any of them should, should wish to do so. Um, the only person that should be speaking at any one time will be the candidate that we've recognised to be answering the question, or indeed Ian and myself who will take it in turn to ask the questions if Ian's voice holds up to it, because he's um, got the Rona. Um, so aren't you glad that we're doing this virtually? So, oh, yes. um, so if he seems a bit deep and menacing, that's just because of the coronavirus. Um, uh, some, some say. So, some say. Um, so yes, so everybody's microphones are open. Um, we'll only uh, mute someone's microphone if there's a problem with background interference um, or noises or interruptions. At the end of the day, we want to have a civilized debate. The whole purpose is to let the voters of Cosham hear what you've all got to say um, to the answer um, in answer to the questions that we've got to put before you. Marvelous. So without any further ado, in which case I will invite each of the candidates to give their opening address. Um, and can I start, please, with Hannah? Thank you. And thank you, um, <clears throat> Simon and Ian, for having me. And I do agree that Cosham is the finest ward. So that you do have my, my complete agreement there. Um, I have been elected as the current uh, Cosham councillor since 2014. And for the last eight years, I feel completely privileged to have served 
the residents and the community um, of Koshima Wimmerim. Uh, just a few things that I've um, actually campaigned and achieved since I've been elected uh, is for initially for the uh, safe crossing at the uh, bottom of highway buildings uh, going over into Cosham Park and we were successful I um, mean spending £80,000 for a very well used um, crossing there which has been you know highlighted and, and sort of applauded by local um, people. Uh, since then <clears throat> and following that um, I led on a ban of uh, legal highs and the closure of head shops um, around Portsmouth, which was really successful, um, following, unfortunately, the detrimental effect this had on young people. <coughs> um, we've held surgeries in Cosham and um, in the community centre um, and raised awareness of domestic abuse. Uh, I've actively campaigned to tackle antisocial behaviour, um, and this is something I feel really strongly about. Um, following break-ins in the area of Cosham and I've worked really closely with the police holding public meetings uh, for residents to attend <clears throat> to address any concerns and to really reassure them that we do have um, their safety um, that's the most important thing we've tackled graffiti in the Portsbridge underground um, underpass going from Cosham over to Hilsey and we've secured CCTV funding which has been successful and we'll see that um, being installed in the next few months. I've championed for a new special educational needs school which is currently going through development next to QA Hospital and um, we've led on anti-bullying campaigns uh, against online social media and the bullying that can happen um, on those platforms, which really affects so many people, um, from public figures to celebrities and everyone. Um, <clears throat> I've worked, you know, really close with our regeneration team in Cosham High Street to try and improve the paving, lighting, signage um, and the local area. Um, so it's the best um, high street um, actually in Portsmouth, which again is my personal preference. Um, and more recently, over the last couple of years, flooding has been a really big problem in Cosham, um, particularly affecting Court Lane, Salisbury Road, Nosley Road. I've worked really closely with Southern Water, um, constantly engaging with residents that have been affected directly of their homes flooding, the roads flooding, um, and trying to make sure that there is um, a resolution, which is still ongoing. And we do constantly involve the, um, the local residents there. Ever since I've had my dog, he's now five, um, I've been out walking a lot more around Portsdown Hill, around Cosham, around the parks. Um, and one thing that really came across was the amount of litter. So I actively love doing community litter picks. Um, this is really important to try and keep our area clean. Um, we've looked to improve biodiversity around the Southampton Road and having clock trees and shrubs planted to improve the um, the air pollution quality there and that will also go across into Gernard Park um, in Medina and we are looking in the next couple of months that there are going to be improvements around the Portsbridge roundabout and Spur Road roundabout which cause so can cause so much chaos to um, to drivers and traffic um, and the flow of traffic around Caution predominantly. I have sat on a number of committees such as licensing and fostering um, but more importantly and the, the, the main thing that's had my heart in Cosham is to help residents and to facilitate any issues that affect them and to find a resolution whether that's you know them highlighting that there's dog mess covering a pavement or um, overhanging trees that are affecting them as they're walking along a, a public access um, or helping with any housing issues um, so it's been ongoing but it's been an absolute pri privilege and I'm really proud to have served Cosham for the last eight years. Thank you Hannah.
So, Shah, can I invite you to give your opening address, please? So, thank you so much, Simon and Ian, for inviting me to um, my to share my practical work with Kosham residents and beyond. So, um, yeah, I lived I lived in the in Kosham for a very long time since two thousand and four. Uh, both of my sons, they were born here, and then obviously they went to uh, nursery around the house. And they now go to local primary school, which is Highbury Primary School, near to our house. I'm working locally, and I've been helping in the community for the last over eight years. Um, actually, I'm a community champion. And having said that, once I move, since I moved here, I I've been working in the community while full-time employee, and especially throughout this pandemic, I've been coordinating for Hive in the north of the city. I've been organizing IKEA Food Hub at the Peace Center, organizing community cafe for senior citizens and adults to create the community sense in Kosham area, organizing litter picking for the last over two years, again, to keep our city and ward clean and green, working in rough sleepers to help rough sleepers and also homeless people. I've been working with a uh, uh, throughout this um, pandemic with high county council as a vaccine champion and made good few number of videos to make BME community aware in regards to the vaccine. We have been going through this uh, difficult time. Sure. Thank you, Shah. I've, um, I've let you overrun there a bit because of the technical difficulties, um, but I'm going to just stop us kind of building up a backlog. I'm just going to have to c um, cut you there, I'm afraid. Uh, sorry for the interruptions. Um, so who have we got it's next? Helena. It's Helena. Okay. Helena. Hello. Um, let me introduce myself. My name is Helena Cole. Uh, I'll be entirely honest with you. I don't live in Cosham, but I have worked in Cosham for a number of years and I know Cosham pretty well. I live in Southsea. I'm one of those people that came to Portsmouth to be a student um, in the late 80s and I've never left. I loved it so much. Um, I've been active politically in Portsmouth since I was a student, starting with sitting in the Chancellor's office in that way that students do. Um, but moving through green politics, I've been heavily involved in a number of green political campaigns, um, including currently the Stop the Sewage campaign um, in South Sea, where I live. Um, as your representative for Kosham, I would be pushing for uh, those sort of green ideals uh, in the Kosham area um, and working for local people, uh, looking to see what local people needed um, and answering their questions. And uh, realistically, as an introduction, I'm going to keep it short. So uh, that's all you think you need to know for me and you'll understand more about me during the questioning. And I'll give Simon a bit of time back. Thank you, Helena. So last but by no means least, Mike, could you introduce yourself? 
Yes, I'm Mark Joran. I've been living in Brighton, Washington, and Portsmouth for 35 years. Met a local girl. Um, my two children went to school here. Uh, and all that sort of thing for anybody who's done this area. Um, I basically uh, want to uh, give a different type of voice to to the politics of uh, local government because it seems to me that all of the main vendors, uh, which is Labour, Liberal and uh, Conservative, all sound the same. They never seem to choose their tune. So to, to me, uh, stands, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Portsmouth Independence Party. Uh, it it makes me have a voice that you without having to worry about being having a whip or being told what to do. So basically, it's uh, like to, to do. It's also, so it means that being independent can work with any council for on anything that will caution. And I did notice that Hannah didn't mention anything to do with North Wimmering or either white and I know that they've been left out uh, quite a lot so basically that's I just want to speak and see what happens thank you thank you Mike so that's we'll me you got get time into our question thank you again so yeah no appreciate all, all of the candidates um, yeah just trying to keep tight on time so we'll now go into the um, the questions and Simon you lead us off Okay, so our uh, first question is um, probably quite an obvious one, uh, we think, which is, um, so why are you standing in Cosham? Um, and if we can take that, uh, that question first uh, to Helena, please. Uh, yes, certainly. Uh, I've stood in Cosham before. It's an area I know very well. Um, and I really think that the people of Cosham uh, deserve somebody to represent them, who will listen to them um, and take their views to the council, which is what I intend to do. That doesn't mean that they haven't got a councillor that's doing that at the moment. I just think there are alternatives who will also do that. Um, and that's why I'm standing in Cosham. Okay, lovely. Thank you. Um, the timer thing, to be honest, is proving a bit complicated. So I'm just going to resort to actually just running that on my phone um, rather than trying to display that on the screen. So my apologies, um, candidates, if you see me kind of like waving, um, you'll see that that's actually um, I'm indicating that there's there's some um, time coming up and I'll put something in the in the chat that we have. Uh, so my apologies for the interruption there. There is still a bit of kind of feedback coming back, um, but we'll we shall press on. Um, so uh, thank you very much uh, for that brief answer, Helena. So uh, next to answer that one will be Hannah, please. And I'm just going to make sure um, that um, Hannah's microphone is activated. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. Um, so why am I standing in Cosham? Um, I can't think of another ward or area that I would want to represent. It's literally in my blood. I've spent 40 years living here. Um, I started initially going to the preschool at St Coleman's Church and then going on to Highbury Primary School to Springfield Secondary School and then studied at Highbury College. And that's where I had my education. It was all around Cosham. My first job was a paper round at 14 um, around Highbury and then I went on to work for a few years at Cosham Pet Centre which sadly isn't there anymore in the high street. Um, following that I worked at the spa shop um, with Jenny and Clive in Chatsworth uh, and more recently at Highbury College itself. I, I literally love the area, I don't think there's anywhere that's um, that's greener, that's safer or, or 
that anyone would want to live. Um, and so many people that I sort of went to school with or, or had any journey with may have gone to universities or traveling and they've always come back. Um, and you can see people raising their families there. And that's what I love to see. Uh, my daughter, she attended Highbury Primary in Court Lane. And I had amazing memories as a child living there. And I want her to have amazing memories um, living there and for everyone else too as well. Um, but also alongside that, there's an, an enormous sense of achievement when you help residents um, and we see positive changes to the area. And we have seen over the last few years that there are going to be improvements in Cosham and Oberwimmering as well. Um, and I just want to continue champ championing that um, for it to be the best and the safest community area for people to live. Okay, that's lovely. Thank you very much, Hannah. Um, so next up is uh, Mike, please. Yeah, can you repeat the question, please? Uh, so why are you standing in Cosham? Well, basically because I live uh, in Cosham, well, not Cosham, but Ports Road, that drive away from Cosham. I've stood for over the years for, for UK. Where, where we know in there and i've uh, i've been trying every year since um, but this year i feel very positive about uh Cosham. Uh, it looks great I'd, i would be more concentrating really i think on the wimmering and the isle of white estates uh and i'd like also to sort of bring back uh, a bit of fun in the community i, I don't know how i'm going to do that but i'd like to do it and also for the old age pensioners and, and lonely people let's have a few t-shirts tea dances or something like that i don't know but whatever i can do i, I will try to do to just bring them back into and the nice you know the smiles back into people's faces rather than worry about the 25 rain tax all the time thank you okay thank you very much um and um then i'm sorry my um my screen is completely frozen up so um and then the last uh, but not least um the same question to sharp okay um actually i can put this in one sentence Gosham is like my home because i'm local i lived here for a long time still living here my both sons go to the same school i work in the area and i've been supporting and helping across the world, each and everyone, regardless of their ethnicity, their language, or even any boundary, either it is Wimbring, it is Isle of White State, or it is Kausham. So my family is here, even my two other brothers with family, we lived here for a very long time. So this is my home, Kausham is my home. Marvellous. Thank you very much. So, if we move on to the to the next question, which you know is, is is really what what do you see as being the key issues for this ward? So, it's you know what what are the what are the things that you believe are most important in this ward? And if we can open that, please, with Shah. Um, I would say actually the key issues are the main one is road safety. Either you go towards school, near school, all these long roads, either it is a Highbury Estate, you go towards Medina Road or Wimbring Lane. Very long roads, um, traffic calming measures, very, very important for our children, senior citizens, and each and everyone. 
So road safety is paramount in whole Kosham area, wherever you go. And number two, I would say is pavement. Either you go to high streets, our senior citizens, they are not able to go on their scooter or even on the pavement because the pavements are not even. They are up and down wherever you go. Either this is in uh, high streets or you go towards Isle of Wight estate or even uh, Highbury estate. So that's very important. And obviously we need more greenery and that's why I've been working um, as a champion for uh, litter picking. So keep our area green and clean. Go clean and go green. Marvellous. Thank you, Shah. And so, same question, please, to Mike. What What do you see as the key issues in this? I'm process? sorry, I was sorry. sorry. Can you just uh, remind me of the question again? Sorry. Yes, of course. Yeah, so Mike, what do you see as being the key issues in this ward? Ah, right. Um, I think the, the money being spent on the, uh, on this mostly goes to, well, if, if uh, you go to Southsea and you see um, <clears throat> the, roads, the roads down there are really quite good, very good. You come up north here and none of them are done. And that yeah, they seem to be potholes, potholes everywhere. And I believe it's because uh, Liberals and the Labour together um, uh, putting them, the money into the area where there's, I think that's totally wrong. So I believe that we should be doing uh, different things uh, for for the north, uh, not so much for the south. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. So could I just pose that same question, please? Key issues for the ward to Hannah. Yeah, thank you. Um, <clears throat> so I'd just like to break it down by area um, briefly, if that's okay. Um, because it is a large area that we cover. So if we first look at um, the area of Wimmering Medina, um, and, you know, it, it, we've had in the last year, year or two especially, there is a lot around road safety, and we've been working with myself and my ward colleagues with the um, the local school and the head teacher. Um, Medina Road is a long road, um, and over the next six months we will be looking to have two um, speed awareness cameras installed. This has been highlighted because of road safety from local residents, but also from the uh, head teacher. Um, and this will hopefully alleviate some of that. Um, around Court Lane, as I mentioned previously, there's been a lot of flooding issues. Um, so we've been working quite strongly with Southern Water to, to find a resolution so that people aren't affected and have, you know, awful experiences of um, having to walk through, you know, deep water through faeces um, and to have measures put in such as um, sandbags, they've all been distributed. And I regularly do keep an eye on that. So if there is heavy rainfall, um, I will go out and make sure that the tankers are there to, um, to remove any flooding. Um, around the Heights and the Saints, so sort of north of the city, <clears throat> we, there's a lot of, especially in the summer, um, a lot of anti-social driving and we're working closely with the police uh, for rumble cameras, or noise detection cameras to be installed, um, which will hopefully have a better um, outcome for, you know, residents that have to constantly hear the zooming of the loop around Portsdown Hill um, in Highbury. And again, over the next few months, there's going to be a speed awareness um, survey carried out along the main three roads, um, highlighting the pinch points of where 
you know there is um, speeding and again speed awareness cameras will be installed and we have worked closely with the school for um, children to create their own artwork which will go underneath each camera um, just to get the community involved um, and for the schools to be involved as well. Um, but another issue, <clears throat> one of the, the bigger issues as well as Cliffdale Gardens, unfortunately, they are going to have a 10% charge imposed um, on them from the recent Lib Dem Labour budget, um, whereby if they sell their home, they initially pay 10% of that um, money going directly into Portsmouth, which is completely unfair. And we're working really strongly with them to have this removed. Okay, just a little bit over time there, but um, you're in the middle of a sentence, so, yep. okay. Thank you, Hannah. So, question again, um, finally, to Helena. Uh, so, there are some very specific issues that um, affect Cosham, um, speeding, um, antisocial behaviour, um, and some of the things that uh, other people have, have mentioned. But actually, some of the things that will affect the people of Cosham are the same things that will be affecting people nationally. Uh, people have a real problem with rising fuel bills, rising petrol prices um, and a rise in national insurance costs. That's going to mean that the money in their pocket over the next year is going to be massively reduced. And we will see levels of poverty that we have never seen before, uh, both in Cosham and throughout the city. Um, and I think it's really important that we acknowledge this as a really big issue that is going to hit. Um, and we look to try and resolve it uh, locally in a way that the national government just is not doing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Helena. Simon. Okay, so um, so on to our uh, on to our next question then. Um, so, um, and I, and I think one of our candidates may have touched on uh, something there. Or um, so. Um, and I'm still getting kind of a little bit of feedback there. So if there is anything um, that um, the candidates might be able to do to help with that, that, that just might make it a bit easier for people to follow. Um, so uh, so question, uh, question three. So sometimes people in the north of the city feel the council is good enough to take their council tax, but focuses its efforts on the south. Are they right? And what would you do to counter that? Um, and I'd like to put that, uh, that question first uh, to Mike, please. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, they, they do tend to focus on money on the, uh, as I said, the South, um, even in the Tory part of Shire. They never seem at any time to, even the council don't seem to turn up in Wimmering or uh, the Isle of Wight estate. They all just seem to found the, the Tory strongholds, uh, and that's about basically it. I said I touched on the roads earlier. Uh, uh, what I wouldn't do is spend money on planting flowers and roundabout on the Southampton Road. Uh, we could use that money for something else. I don't know what, because I'm not in government. I'm not in, I'm not in council. So until I get into council, I can't really define what I'd like to do with the money or anything like that. So basically, uh, I've just would like so, to just work uh, I categorically don't uh, think thank it's you very true. Much. And um, I'd like to put As I've said before, I live in the South, but I really don't Helena, think please. that the... Um, that the council are spending more money in the south. If you look at some of the stuff that they have spent in the north, so the Mountbatten Centre, I know that was a while ago, but it's a um, really amazing place. Uh, and that is absolutely in the north of the city. Um, and if you look at the money that's being spent having bought Lakeside, um, uh, that means that it is therefore uh, safe uh, as, a, as employment because the people who owned it previously couldn't do what they wanted to do. Um, and the money that's going to be spent uh, on the, the new buildings in the, the 
Kosham town centre. So uh, no, I don't think it's true that money is, is just spent in the south. I think money is spent throughout the city um, to the best of the people who, who live in the various places. Uh, and I don't think it's um, the job of the city council just to spend money um, in specific areas. Uh, I think that's true, uh, whoever is in power. Okay, thank you very much. Um, and the same question, please, uh, to Shah. I'm just going to make sure. So I've, I've had to mute some microphones just to try and deal with the uh, background noise. So um, Shah, you're back up and running. Um, <clears throat> actually, I'm hearing my own voice back, but I will try my best. It's disturbing me. Thank um, you. Yeah, first, actually, I would say uh, north of the city and south, uh, there is a difference. And to be honest with you, I did put this point towards uh, our MP when I had meeting with her last year. Uh, we need to have more activities in the south, like oh, sorry, in the north, like south, which I don't see. Uh, but I would say. Um, in all of our three areas, either it is um, uh, Isle of Wight Estate, Wimbring, and uh, Highbury Estate, we can have bike hangers for those who are living in a block of flats. So they can keep their bikes, they can use more and more bikes, obviously, and they can keep their bikes safe. Um, so, but I, it depends actually. Uh, on the councillors, how much active they are in the community and what they want to do in the community. If they will be in touch in the community, obviously they will grab the funds from the council and they will bring it in Kaushim, in South, obviously in Kaushim, I will say, and we can do more with those funds. There is so much needs doing. Okay, lovely. Thank you very much, uh, Shah. So, um, I, uh, the next, last but not least, sorry, I've just lost my way in my list then. Uh, so, sorry, um, Hannah, you are next, please. Let me just make sure I've unmuted your, uh, your mic. There you go. Yeah, however, however you kind of, we, we'd kind of uh, structured it as kind of A and B, but then when we read it out, Thank it you. kind of, it kind of seemed. Do you want us to A and B together? Is no, that's too... fine. Yeah, I was just going to go through it all at once. Yeah. Okay. No, that's absolutely fine. I didn't know if you were going to come back with the counter. That's absolutely fine. Um, okay, thank you. Um, so in the last 22 years, we have had a Lib Dem administration for 18 of those years. Um, and it can be perceived that the North is forgotten and there is a more of a South focus. Um, sometimes issues that are raised, um, even by ourselves as local councillors, it can seem like it takes longer to be resolved or for those improvements to be made. Um, we do have more Conservative councillors in the North um, and it seems that there can be a reluctance to put regeneration into areas where they don't favour well in elections. But on the positives, we do have a new A&E department that will be um, at QA Hospital um, and we have uh, provided additional funding for car parking spaces uh, thanks to investment for our central government and from local councillors. 
Uh, but as a standing councillor, myself and my ward colleagues, we do constantly keep pressure on the council to ensure residents of Cosham and Wimmering um, to see that the community um, is developed and that regeneration projects are um, provided that we have bidding for anything that can improve the local area um, and we do have success with that so for example with the CCTV that's going to be installed in the underpass between um, Cosham and Hilsey um, that was from a, a successful Safer Streets bid um, we currently have the CERT scheme <coughs> which is looking for improvements to the roundabouts at Spur Road and Portsbridge to improve the flow of traffic so we do have positives um, but personally, I do think that it would be great to see family events again, um, to have more of a community feel. I love the summer show and attended when it was um, when it was there. Um, and something that I would love to see, and unfortunately, due to the impact of COVID, we haven't been able to implement for the last couple of years, would be um, a ward-wide Easter egg hunt or a Christmas bauble hunt, which was initially trialled in um, the Forest of Beer and raised money for the Rowan's Hospice. Um, but we can then engage with local schools and families to join in with it. Um, and it would just have a really good community okay. feeling. Thank you very much there, Hannah. Um, does anybody need to make use of their rebuttal 60 seconds uh, for that question at all? Wave at me if you do, because some of you have muted your microphones. Right. Okay, uh, we're going to move on to the next question, Ian. Um, so yeah, Wimmering is is seldom mentioned and many people wouldn't realise that it's part of the Caution Ward. What do you see as the unique challenges for Wimmering? And if I can start that one with yourself, Hannah, please. Thank you, and it's a really good question. Um, I do slightly disagree with it though, as most of our casework um, between myself and my ward colleagues does come from does come from residents in the um, area of Wimmering and north of the Southampton Road. Um, and we regularly have phone calls with residents or we actually go and visit in person. There are times it's really not appropriate to um, publicise this type of engagement with local residents on social media. Um, so, for instance, we will uh, sort of say recently that we have uh, achieved funding for the Southampton Road, which may not be welcomed by Mike Jerome, but actually the air quality when it was detected a couple of years ago wasn't of a good standard, which is why there is going to be planting of trees, shrubs and hedges to try and alleviate that and improve the pollution quality for the area, which will in turn benefit the residents. Um, around Gernard Park <coughs> um, in Wimmering, there's currently a process where um, fruit trees and shrubs and hedges are being again put in so it actually makes the area look nicer but also when these shrubs are um, grown then people will be able to go and pick their own fruit which is really welcome and actually the residents we've spoken to have been really really supportive of this. I think it's a great area there's a great community spirit and um, thanks to Wimmering Manor that's been saved and it could have been sold. Cosham Larder that was introduced from um, Reverend Amy Webb of St Peter and Paul's Church has worked really really hard and we're looking to have a community um, garden in the grounds of uh, St Peter's and Paul's Church. And like I've mentioned previously, we have had a lot of engagement with the head teacher um, at Medina School because of road safety concerns. So there were bollards um, put in to try and alleviate people parking on the double yellows at the bottom of Sixth Avenue. Um, but more importantly, if residents do feel that they want to see changes or improvements, please get in touch. Um, then we can be the voice to get things acted upon. And that's the most important thing for local residents to know. Thank you, Hannah. So. Mike, what do you think are the unique challenges for Wimmering? Uh, there's no uh, community centre in Wimmering other than the one down at the bottom of Paul's Grove. Uh, and so there's nowhere for locals to actually go. 
and George's field um, where we play football. Uh, I, I'm not sure the planning laws are there, but isn't it, wouldn't it be nice to put some sort of a house there so, so we could do have meetings with the locals and do locals? I don't, I don't know about all this because of the fact I'm in, in the council, but the, these seem to be the obvious things. Obviously, the roads and everything need redoing, and more interaction with those sort of people. Thank you, Mike. And so, Shah, can I Thank pose you. you the question? What do you see as the unique challenges for women? Thank you. Um, I would say in Kaushim, actually, um, I've been meeting and listening all these uh, residents. Uh, even I started my campaign from uh, Wimbring. And I believe, because I heard this is a feedback from my residents, uh, Wimbring is a forgotten area in Kaushim. And if I can give you one example, um, they used to have community center. They don't have community center anymore. They don't have any community hub where they, they can socialize. Senior citizens can go socialize and kids can go play there, etc. So they don't have enough parking where they, they miss park, parking area and they don't have community hub. Um, if you come towards the other part of Wimring, which is, we call it Isle of White Estate, the same situation there. So these are, to be honest with you, from my residents, and I met last time 47% of the residents, the same. Uh, again, I'm doing this, just meeting residents, what are their concerns? So this is the from them, not from myself. So I think they need a bit more uh, representation and um, even candidates they do they don't go there either this is um, uh, to see the residents back after the election or during election even so I think the feedback is they need a bit more representation in Kaushum wards that's perfect thank you Shah and can I ask that question finally to Helena please Yes, certainly. Um, I mentioned that I moved here as a student. What I didn't mention is that I moved here as a student, as a mature student, um, and I got a council flat swap uh, from where I was living in Maidstone to Buckland. Um, so I've got some idea of the issues that might affect the people in Wimmering, um, but I don't pretend to know everything. And um, the first thing that I would do is, is find out what those issues are by talking to the people in Wimmering. Um, and uh, talking to them about their individual issues. I think, as Hannah said, what you will find is that there, although there are some overriding issues, there will be mostly individual issues. Um, and that was my experience um, living in Buckland um, and the people that I knew there, is that there was a lot more about individuals who had issues and less about uh, a community with a single issue. So I would start by listening to people and being there for them so that I could help to support them. Perfect, Helena. Thank you for that. Um, do any of the candidates wish to come back with any other further points? Wave at Simon if you do. If not, we'll pass on to the next question.
Love it. Okay, so uh, so the next question. So Portsmouth is tasked by central government to find places for 17,700 homes um, with um, over the next um, 15, 20 years. Um, now, with hundreds of new homes in a proposed as part of a proposed um, redevelopment we land are uh, to the west of Costham Holly Street, we are um, including the um, the redevelopment of the um, the fire the station, um, the removal but of the police station, and the redevelopment the of the community centre and health centre. Um, is this redevelopment a good thing of, for Costham, or do you oppose it? Um, and I'd like to take that first to Shah, please. The payments I mentioned before. The parking area, the surgery, we don't have enough surgery, we don't have enough doctors, we don't have enough dentists. We don't have parking area accommodate these six or eight hundred apartments. So this infrastructure need to be in place first and then yes, I don't have any issue with that because we need to accommodate but infrastructure needs to be in place first. But two points I want to make. While I said, yes, I agree, we can have more. They need to be more affordable. I don't want to have flats where common family can't afford to live in that flat. Number two, high living cost won't be affordable for obviously a uh, common family and they need to be environmentally friendly as well so two points are more important before these developments uh, should be started okay. um, thank you Shah. Um, and the same question please to H helena um, so I am actually broadly in favour of this. Um, the government has targets. We need to build homes somewhere. Uh, there are few places in Portsmouth where it's actually possible to build homes uh, unless we're building over green spaces. So this is a good place to build those homes. Uh, we do have the infrastructure. If you look at the transport links in Cosham, it's almost like somebody designed it properly where you've got a bus station next to a train station um, and the buses that go through Cosham uh, actually will get you almost anywhere uh, and the, the trains also will get you into London etc uh, etc et so generally I think that this is a good idea but I wouldn't disagree that you do need to make sure that you've got the infrastructure in place uh, and that people have doctors surgeries dentists etc to go to you and schools uh, again so you can't just uh, make homes uh, and expect the infrastructure to come into place. Uh, and I would also agree that there needs to be some affordable housing in there. Uh, if it is just uh, homes for um, more homes for second homeowners who are going to rent them out uh, at uh, exorbitant rents, then that's clearly not what we need. Uh, we need places that people can live, uh, but it will also be a boost to the area. So you've got people who will use uh, Cosham High Street. You've got people who can work at Lakeside. Um, so yes, generally I'm in favour of it. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, the same question to Hannah, please. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I mean, redevelopment is a, a good thing as ultimately homes are needed, um, but housing should always be of a high quality and improvements should always be made to ensure that they're up to a, a good standard. Uh, from the information that was given in the public meeting held at Cosham Library, 
and the message that has been delivered um, by the Lib Dem administration is that there are going to be 700 or between six and 800 homes um, crammed into the centre of Caution, which has raised concerns to local residents. If you stand in Caution High Street and you go along the one-way system in Wake Street, it's hard to imagine 700 homes being in that piece of land um, and the impact that it will have on schools, which are currently at full capacity, displacement parking into other areas, um, on our doctor surgery and dentists, which are already limited. Um, and it's really difficult to try and get an appointment. But housing would be welcome, you know, a, a, a reasonable amount of housing would be welcome if the right development was controlled and it took into account the local infrastructure and the actual impact it's going to have. Okay, thank you very much, Hannah. And then uh, lastly, uh, to uh, Mike, please. Basically, I, I agree with Shah, but the what worries me is the parking. You've got 700 houses, there's 700 cars. Where do they go? This is a problem. Also, uh, you've got a chance of losing the, the, the doctor, surgery, the health centre, the fire station. Well, my goodness, the fire station is important. It's just a fire just round. We've got somewhere to someone to come and put it out. So basically, yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you very much. Um, did anybody um, wave if you want to make use of your rebuttal on that question at all? Okay, um, then Ian, back to you. Apologies for the coughing fit and the uh, need to exit stage left, but we're hanging in there. We're, we're at question six. Um, so question six, which was sent in by one of our uh, listeners, is, is there appears to be a large black hole in the cycling network that covers almost the entirety of Cosham? and there is no east-west cycling route on the mainland. So the question to you is, what would you do to make Cosham an attractive place for people to cycle to and from and through? And can I put that first to Helena? Uh, yes, certainly. Um, interestingly, I, I've worked at Lakeside for many years and actually cycling to there is very easy. Uh, and the good cycle networks further on to get you through Cosham. Um, so I, I wouldn't necessarily agree that there is nowhere to cycle. Um, I would also say that uh, we could look at putting in sort of uh, cycling hubs in there. But I also think that Cosham has excellent networks, as I've mentioned before. So you can get a train to Cosham and then cycle out from there. Um, so I'm not sure what else you would do to encourage more cycling. If I'm honest with you, as somebody who has cycled, uh, once you get off the island, it's very hilly uh, and it, you'd need to be quite a lot fitter to cycle much further than Cosham. Uh, I'll be entirely honest with you. Um, but I, I, I think really there isn't a massive need for uh, more cycle paths than there already are. Thank you, Helena. So can I pose that question, please, to Shah? Um Safe segregated cycle lanes and good local facility can ease the surrounding residents' parking issues. It will also uh, solve to some extent climate change and more green in tackling pollution. I think cycling in the uh, area would be beneficial to the residents because at the moment as you can see wherever you go either it is Wimbring, Isle of Wight estate and even now uh, Kosham East. Um, we have problems with parking 
So more people, if we will have segregated cycle lanes, more people will have um, cycles, and especially the queue, they do use uh, residential parking across the area, a caution board, I mean. So I think that can be a better idea to resolve parking issues in the wards and obviously tackling pollution, so less cars. So no issue for the parking and pollution will also be the least. Perfect, thank you, Shah. Can I ask that question then, Mike? Uh, to Mike, what would you do to make Kosham a more attractive, the Kosham ward a more attractive place to cycle? <laughs> Being a non-site self and a car driver, I think against the safety uh, of a cyclist, I don't want them to get hurt in any way or shape or form. But when you narrow the road by three or four feet, whatever it is, uh, the traffic, doesn't it? And then it makes it dangerous. Stepping out. I, I, I don't know if you drive up and down places, but it is so difficult to, to uh, I mean, when there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go, literally, when you've got a cycling lane. So, uh, you know, it, sometimes you have to rethink this somehow. I don't know how, but we have to rethink it. The other thing is, scooters, the e-scooters, well, I don't know, they're an accident waiting to happen. And I'd be, they should be regulated. Thank you, in Mike. some way, and i.e. Finally, to 10 miles Hannah, or whatever. Can I pose the same question? Okay, thank yourself. you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so between 2017 2018, we did see a cycle lane that was introduced um, on the north side of the Haven't Road, um, but more does need to be done for um, the safety of cyclists. Um, looking at the plans uh, that I was involved around with the um, redevelopment of Spur Road um, and going down again to the Portsbridge roundabout, uh, cycle forums were also involved um, in the lane alteration and there is a cycle lane both north and south of the Southampton Road uh, which will then provide a, a safer route going down to the Portsbridge roundabout. Um, when you look at along the Habent Road and if you were going to go in the middle of Cosham along Nosley Road um, down towards Sainsbury's there are areas that would need uh, a lot of work um, to be looked at um, against the the width of the road and um, to accommodate traffic and um, cyclists but there does need to be more um, done to provide a safer route um, and I, I hope the council does ensure that there is a rollout of cycle lanes planned across the city um, but also taking into account the safety of pedestrians and motorists. Perfect. Thank you. Thank Anna. you very much. Um, okay, so the next question um, with um, so with many pavements um, are blocked or obstructed with uh, with cars parked on them, um, and this makes it next to impossible for people to pass safely. Um, um, if you've got a pushchair, a pram, a wheelchair, or if you're visually impaired, what should be done about this? Um, and I'd like to ask that first to Helena, please. As, as somebody who's pushed a double buggy, man, down many a pushchair, uh, having uh, had twins, uh, I would say that uh, it's important that we need to be able to uh, get through. Uh, doing something about it is uh, the never-ending issue wherever you are in Portsmouth. Parking is a perennial issue, uh, whether that's on the pavement or just making sure that there are enough parking spaces uh, everywhere. Uh, 
personally i would probably make it parking on only one side of the pavement and we'd be really clear about which side uh, and that the, the other side actually it wasn't okay to park and that that was the side that you used if you were a pedestrian and i think that's really the only way around it the other way is to provide parking spaces elsewhere for people uh, and people just will need to understand that you need to walk a little bit further uh, from your car to the front door uh, in order to allow pavements to be used by pedestrians which is really what pavements are there for they're, they're not there for cars and they're not there for cyclists so i would uh, work with local residents to find a solution to their particular issue thank you very much helena and uh, same question to shah please um i think <clears throat> species can be marked to park and residents can pass by and obviously residents to come up with a solution obviously when we are in touch with the residents and we can do a survey what they want and what solution do they propose and then obviously we can choose from there so that's their area they are living in obviously we are representing them so let them to decide what they want and get the best solution for them Okay, um, thank you very much. Um, Shah, and the, uh, the same question uh, to Mike, please. Yes, I've a solution, but I've got an idea. Yeah, so I, I don't actually have a solution, but I've got an idea that I don't think I put it into practice, but all the vans that are parked up, company vans, that are parked up on streets now, uh, where you know, the, 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 in, in the day when I used to drive, we used to take the van back to the company, get your own car home. So why are they bringing the vans home all the time? Why don't they leave them at the uh, place to work and come back or whatever? You know, but uh, that would free up a lot of space. I promise you. And also, with those uh, vans and everything else down on corners, when you're pulling out, it's so difficult to see because you can't see beyond them. So you pull out slowly and of course it becomes uh, quite dangerous. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and to Hannah, please. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so I think we can all agree that sometimes there are people that are really inconsiderate when they're parking. Um, and in a couple of months, I will be having to navigate a pram across along a pavement again and around these vehicles. So that will be another challenge to, to undertake this year. Um, I have had a lot of contact actually from residents, um, particularly in Highbury at the corner of Petrivi, where, and actually I've highlighted this to, um, to traffic at Portsmouth City Council about how people park on the corners, um, predominantly sometimes in these side roads, um, which does impact uh, the distance um, for pedestrians, for prams, for wheelchair users to be able to, to move through. If they parked further out into the road, then there is the question of uh, emergency vehicles being able to get through. So it is really difficult. Um, if we looked at, say, Chatsworth Avenue and uh, Hawthorne Crescent, there is a slightly darker um, paving home to the road. So cars could, could park within a sort of a foot of being on the pavement to allow emergency access and to leave, to leave a reasonable width for people to get through. But unfortunately, um, like I said, people can be inconsiderate when parking. It would be good to explore um, maybe having lineage on on some roads to see if this does make a difference um, for people to park in a, a, a better manner. Um, and 
as local councillors and also from all the social media sites that are available i think sometimes it could be good just to highlight and remind people just to have that more consideration when parking um, and the impact that it can have um, against others okay thank you very much um hannah does anybody want to use their rebuttal on that question at all wave now if so if not we move on marvelous i see no waves ian next question please yeah, so if we look at the makeup of Portsmouth City Council and the councillors there, um, it, it's very clear that, that it, it's not representative of the diversity of the people um, that it serves in this city. Do you think that the major parties and even the new Portsmouth Independence Party should be something doing something to address this inequality or should it just simply be the best person for the job? And can I pose that first to Helen? Uh, yes, you can, because this is my area of expertise. Uh, I believe absolutely that the party should be doing everything that they can to get more diverse councillors and candidates, whoever they are. Um, it is something I feel very, very strongly about. What we also need to remember, though, that when we talk about diversity, it's not the obvious diversity that you can see. So, um, yeah, I am clearly and obviously a woman, uh, as is Hannah. Uh, Shah is clearly and obviously a member of the ethnic minority. However, those are not the only attributes that we should be looking at. And there are hidden disabilities. Uh, sexuality is obviously not as obvious uh, if people choose for it not to be. And I think it's really important that all views are representative, that all people are able to be, see people like them uh, in positions on the council and beyond. Because actually, if you look at the council, it's not good, but it's not as bad as somewhere like Parliament, which is atrocious. And actually, we should be looking at what we are doing as councillors to make the council more representative, but actually council meetings um, more available so have them at different times so that working mothers can get to them uh, and can make sure that uh, they are able to take up that representation so yes absolutely the party should be doing everything that they can to ensure that there is a diversity of thought and speech on the council and that means getting the right counts candidates in place thank you very much helena can i ask that question please to hannah Yes, thank you. Um, and I agree that representatives should be um, diverse and our party fully supports representation from all backgrounds and communities. Um, I've been a female councillor for the last eight years and I've had um, five female colleagues uh, with me um, during times of that um, election period. Um, we've had our first female council leader, we have a female MP, but we do encourage anyone wishing to stand for election and would fully support anyone wishing to stand regardless of race, age, gender, sexual orientation. And I think, yes, we should be completely more diverse. Thank you, Hannah. Um, so Mike, can I ask that question of yourself? Uh, in council, uh, I, I don't really believe in diversity. I believe in the best person for the job. So I don't mind if, if you're gay or whatever you might want to be. Uh, just as long as you're the pe best person for the job, that's for me. Okay, thank you, Mike. So finally, can I ask that question of yourself, Shah? Diversity leads to better decision making. And if you can see, our Portsmouth City Council, we have only two councillors from ethnic minority. 42 councillors, and we got only two, sadly. 
um, when you have a, from a different background, ethnicity or either it is um, the disability or uh, LGBT or you name it, communities will be represented and when the decision will be made that will be according the communities are involved in that area. So more diversity, better decision will be made for the community. And as I myself is from ethnic minority, I will be a good champion for the area, especially for the north. And also it will be a good, um, uh, I will be a good counselor in the council and they can also show, look, we got a minority counselor. So they will also feel out as a council. Perfect. Thank you, Shah. Anybody want to come out with any other comments? There's no frantic waving. Can I? You, sorry, well, can you, I you can't really rebut your own comment. Unless, are you rebutting someone else's comment, Shah? Okay. Or? Uh, actually, I wanted to add a couple of points. If that Is it a rebuttal to something some one of the other candidates said? No, they didn't say actually, and I think that was missed. Eunice, hey, you, you, you'll fly in this question. What's your? Yeah, yeah, go go for it, but keep it brief. That would be super. Okay, no, just I wanted to say actually, Labour Party, we are proud as a party. Uh, we got four uh, ethnic minority um, candidates in this coming in this uh, coming election. We have from disability community as well, and we have from LGBT candidate as well. So I think we are proud to have from all ethnic background, you call it, or all the communities we are representing in Portsmouth City Council. Perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, Shah. Um, so uh, then we'll throw that open to the uh, any of the other candidates want to put in any kind of similar addition. Please raise a hand. Okay, that's a, a clear floor. Okay. No problem. Okay, so um, so Kosham has about um, last time we can recall it being mentioned in a council meeting has about um, two hundred thousand pounds in its uh, council infrastructure levy fund. Um, what would um, what would you do with this money? Um, and I'd like to uh, give that question first uh, to Shah, please. Okay, so if I will have this money this funds to spend in my caution i would like to go for road safety first traffic calming measures pavement etc and my next job will be our initiative will be community hubs i call it community hubs but is community centers in all areas of caution as i mentioned before in Wimbring, they don't have any any space to um, uh, socialize, or even for the kids, etc. Teenagers, uh, lake of teenagers healthy activities, so youth clubs, uh, greening our streets. More important, however, mental health issues are more in need to be tackled first. So, road safety. I'll just is community hubs and youth clubs 
and more greener streets in Kaohsiung. Okay, uh, thank you very much, Shah. And the um, the same question, please, uh, to Mike. Well, basically, I would um, uh, I would uh, help to clear up the litter by putting more bins out, like they do in Spain. They have them every few yards, and uh, people would automatically just throw their rubbish into the bins, and that would help. And also, I'd like to, as Shah said, help the elderly and the uh, people who can't afford things. Things, uh, I is in a hub as, as Sharp put it, so I agree with him on that. Yes, and I've just seen some about me being racist on the on the things there. Uh, yes, I agree. It was a poor choice of words, but um, believe me, okay. I'm not racist. Um, thank you. And the uh, and then that same question, uh, please, uh, to Hannah. So we have spent um, our still uh, contributions towards the improvement of car parking um, at QA Hospital and um, that has uh, recently gone through. Um, we have also, as I've mentioned before, and sorry to sort of duplicate myself, that we have um, spent money along the planting of shrubs and greenery along the Southampton Road and in Gurnard Park. Um, in the next few months there will be the noise detection cameras installed um, around the circuit of the um, London Road um, and Portsdown Hill uh, and the speed awareness cameras that will be um, installed into Highbury, um, into the three roads, into Chatsworth, Highbury and Hawthorne uh, and along Medina Road. We've also recently spent money um, on exercise equipment which will be installed in Cosham Park and there will be rubbing posts and everyone sort of questions when I say about rubbing posts. Um, they are, um, as, as you would uh, like, use a crayon and uh, paper over the top of a leaf and um, there will be posts that are going to be scattered around Cosham Park and along Portsdown Hill um, which are free. They're free for um, children's families, nurseries and schools could use them um, and they will be placed in Cosham Park um, and that's what we've spent so far. Okay thank you very much and uh, lastly the same question to Helena please. Uh, so I would generally start by asking people what it is that they would like the money to be spent on but I think one of the things that, that is dear to me is I would like to spend some money on uh, youth provision for teenagers to make sure that there is something for them to do that isn't just hanging around on the streets. It's the perennial problem and, and has been a problem, I think, since I was a teenager. But actually trying to find something for teenagers to do, uh, and I think that would be an excellent use of the money. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, did anybody um, have, um, please wave, wave, raise your actual hand if you wanted to come in and rebut to any of the comments made in answers to that question. Marvellous. Well, that brings Lovely. us to the end of the questions and thank you all for your answers. And as you have been uh, reason, reasonably succinct, we're going to take the executive decision to give you an extra 30 seconds on your closing address. So you've got a minute and a half um, to address the people of Kosham as to why you should be their next councillor. So can I start please with Hannah? Thank you. Um, I would be so honoured, um, privileged and proud to be elected for a third term in Kosham. The area literally runs through my veins and I love being a part of the community. I love seeing um, positivity spread through the community. I want it to be the safest area for people to live and whether that's through road safety or through um, antisocial behaviour, 
we're lucky to have a really thriving high street and I want to continue to see that improved and for, for people to be to just enjoy the general area um, and so for me from living there from working there um, from being raised there I just want it to continue to thrive um, and I would absolutely love to continue over the next four years and be given the opportunity to serve the residents there. Thank you Hannah. So the same question why should the good people of Cosham Ward elect yourself Shah? Number one I, I'm a community champion and without having any responsibility as a councillor I've been running my food to serve across the city all less fortunate families with young kids community cafe for residents in the whole north of the city if I will be elected by the residents of Kosham, my Kosham ward, I am visible and I will be visible. And I think I am the only candidate. The whole ward got my personal contact number, my home address on my leaflet. I have already delivered to them to over 10,000 residents. So more visibility they will see. And as a community champion, as a community volunteer, I do deserve, or even I would say my Kosham residents deserve to have a counselor who is available, approachable, and visible, and they can contact their counselor directly and get their issues resolved by their representative. So I think, I believe I am the only candidate who is serving the community already and will be serving the community better than my other colleagues. Thank you, Shah. So, Helena, can I ask the same question to yourself? Why should the good people of Cosham Ward be electing yourself? So I think the uh, people of Cosham Ward should be electing me as a hardworking local councillor, somebody who will be there for them, who will listen to them and will be interested in what their issues are. Uh, I specifically think they should be uh, voting Liberal Democrat in this election uh, just to um, improve the representation on Liberal, of Liberal Democrats on the council uh, so that the council can continue to do some of the good stuff that it's done, including being the first council in the country to give out free lateral flow tests when the government uh, gave up the funding for them. So uh, that's why I think the people of Cosham should be voting for me. Thank you, Helena. So last and by no means least, Mike, why should the Cosham residents be putting an X next to your name? Well, basically, because I've now retired and I have plenty of time on my hands and I'll be as open as anybody uh, regarding everything I do. If you take George Madrick, for example, uh, he tells everybody what he's doing and it works very well. That's exactly what I would be doing uh, for. Thank Marvelous. you. Thank you, Mike. Well, that brings us to the end of the Cosham Hustings. Um, I would like to thank all of our guests for giving up their Sunday evening to... Uh, to share their time with you and uh, hopefully that's that's given some insights into the 
looked into the people behind what you read on social media. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Ian Tiny Mice. And I've been Simon Sansbury. And our um, guests, the candidates in the Caution Ward hustings, um, have been um, Hannah Hockaday uh, for the Conservatives, um, Ashkar Shah uh, for the Labour Party, Helena Cole uh, for the Liberal Democrats, and Mike Jerome for the Portsmouth Independence Party. So thank you all for giving up your Sunday evening. And um, thank you all uh, to the residents uh, for uh, submitting your questions. Um, you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Please do join us again uh, next weekend, uh, 6.27 next Sunday, uh, when we'll be going slightly south and um, looking at things in Copner. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows, and get to know when we're live. We normally broadcast live 6.27pm on a Sunday evening. Then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please, if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa, play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. Stop. See? It's easy.